So this is a trigger warning. This is a little mini episode. Um, I don't usually post on the weekends, but I came across a post on Facebook earlier that I really wanted to share with you guys. Um, none of this, obviously, my own words, because I'm going to be literally just reading from this post, but there's a group that I follow on Facebook. It's called Suicide Awareness and Prevention, and they shared a memory of two years ago, um, April 18th, 2018, they, they shared this. Um, they posted a picture of a little girl in uh, like a, a ballet uniform or, or a dance, a uh, small child, and this is what the post reads. And I wanted to read this because it really struck me and I really wanted to get the message out there. Um, and again, this is a trigger warning. This is about suicide. I know a while back I had, um, I had talked about it in an episode, a very short episode. Uh, and that's not something I'm going to be talking about often. But I, I really, really, really wanted to get this out there. Um, and this especially goes out to anyone struggling, not just with mental health, but, you know, during this pandemic, um, and during, you know, with, with mental illness, uh, you're going to be in a bunch of different situations. Your, your, your mind's going to be all over the place. And so here it goes. This is from Suicide Prevention and Awareness Facebook page. It says, this is a picture of my daughter the night before her dad took his own life. Four years old, and her first night of ballet class, full of joy, full of innocence. The worst thing that had ever happened to her up until that point was dropping her ice cream cone at the county fair. The next day, her dad waved goodbye to her as we drove off to our play date. He then got in his car and went and shot himself on my grandpa's land. I had to sit on her little bed with her and her fuzzy stuffed animals and her baby dolls, and I had to tell my four-year-old that her dad had died. She stared at me and, and, and then said, Mama, what, what does die mean? And it took days, weeks, for her to really fully understand even after she'd seen him in his coffin, that he was not ever coming home, and that's what die means. If you are having suicidal thoughts, and you have children, your children will not be better off without you, regardless of what you think. They didn't add the regardless of what you think part. That I, I added that. Your kids need you. Your death will take away some of their innocence. They will have nightmares. They will wake up sweating and screaming. Look at their photo and figure out a way to keep yourself alive on this earth. Don't drop a load of pain, guilt, abandonment, trauma, and grief on their shoulders. They're so little. And they need you. Stay, if for nothing else, if for no one else, stay for them.
find your fight, and get yourself the help you deserve so that you can care for your children. This girl knows things other kids don't know. She knows how her dad died. I told her the truth. Not this, not the gory and scary details, but just the plain and simple truth that he hurt himself so that he would die. She knows what suicide is and openly says the word when most adults shy away from it. She knows that what he... She also knows that he was a very loving, kind, and good person who made a very wrong choice. She knows that he was human, that he was sick, that he was terrified, and she has deep compassion for him because she too knows what it's like to be scared. She knows that he loved her to the moon and back a billion times and still does. Telling her the truth opened up conversations about mental health, love, emotions, strength, grief, God, spirituality, and more. She doesn't judge him or blame him, only loves him. She forgives her dad. She knows that he didn't leave because he didn't love her, but because he had no fight left in him to stay. She misses him. We all do. Every day. It's a soul deep missing. When a, when a child loses a parent, she barely remembers him. She still loves him very, very much. She will grow up not knowing what it's like to have her very own dad to protect her, laugh with her, care for her, and love her. If she grows up someday, gets married, and has children of her own, That'll be the first time since she was four that she sees firsthand in her own home what a dad does. I look at this photo and my head hurts so much for this little girl. This girl is now seven and she's happy again. She's joyful, she's smart, kind-hearted, loving, adventurous, compassionate, and the bravest girl I have ever met in my entire life. So you... The guy who, or the girl, who is thinking of taking his or her life. The person who is sitting at the dinner table right now with his kids and his wife eating tacos and you're smiling and you're laughing, but in your mind you're planning your own death for the next day? I am asking you to stay. I am asking you to tell your wife your plans. I am asking you to close your eyes. And remember being a little kid. Remember how much you loved and needed both of your parents. Fight for your life. You belong here on earth. You are worthy and you are so, so loved. Your family needs you. You belong here on a Tuesday night eating tacos with your kids and your wife laughing at inside jokes only a family understands. You deserve to watch your children grow up. You deserve their hugs and kisses and giggles. They need you. Maybe pleading with you to stay on this earth won't work. Maybe it's not enough. 
maybe you'll still go. I don't know if spreading this love and pleading will work because I never got that chance to do that with my husband. But maybe it will help you. Maybe it will help just one of you. And that's why my children and I share our story. So you, listening to this right now, and again, I'm adding to this, but please stay. Yes, they will survive and move forward in their lives if you leave, but they will not be better off without you. They will forever be missing a piece of themselves and a piece of their heart. And I just wanted to add on to that, that that was a very powerful post. I myself have been open about my struggles with suicidal thoughts. The first time that I contemplated suicide was sixth grade. It was the sixth grade. 2003, I think. 2003. I was so young. And I was 11. Maybe I, I was around 11. And I, I wanted to bring this up because, um, as I've said in previous episodes, I have struggled with suicidal thoughts many times. And, you know, the last time I seriously, genuinely thought about killing myself um, was last year. 2019. It's been a while. I'm proud of how far I've come. And if you're still here, regardless if you're a parent, okay? I, I, I know that was, that was essentially geared towards parents, that post, but if you have... If you have siblings, if you have nieces and nephews, if you have kids, if you have somebody that loves you, stay alive for them. And... I am not someone who is ever going to lie. I am not someone who is ever going to deceive you or bullshit you. But if you're listening to this right now and you feel like there's no one that loves you, that you truly don't have any reason to live, maybe you don't have kids, maybe you're divorced, maybe you've just gotten laid off, stay for me I know that you don't know me I know that you may not even have a reason to care about me but please for me stay I am begging you stay growing up I had uh, I had a father who was in and out of the psych ward. And he's still alive. But there was many times where he had sent out messages or he had posted on social media or he had talked about 
ending his life or hinting at a suicidal note. And whether he... Whether he he was going to actually go through with it or not is not up to me to judge. I know some people might, but I just can't. Um, I have two young children. I'm divorced. I have two brothers who are alive, one that has passed away, and I have a sister. And it took me... And I have many relatives. You know, I have uncles. Uh, do I have uncles? I'm thinking now. I do. I have aunts. I have cousins. And I have uh, I have two nephews. And my ex-wife's side. They still consider me nephews, I guess. They, you know, they love coming here. Um, but anyway, so I've really, over the years, and even over this past year, had to change the way I've thought I I need to stay alive for them because and I'm not ashamed to say I am the only decent parent that they have their mother is essentially non-existent she pays child support and that's it and sometimes even that's a fight to get from her but I'm not here to bash her I'm, I'm, I'm just simply here to state the facts I'm the only decent parent that they have and I need to stay alive for them. When my brother, one of my younger brothers passed, he was 18. And he, it was a car accident. And he, you know, it wasn't on purpose. But the de- his death really got me thinking about... Um, about everything, about life, about death. And, you know, I thought if something were to ever happen to one of my kids, I would still continue fighting. I would still be here because I would still have another kid. And then I thought, well, there was a part of me that, that said, you know, if I've ever lost both kids, I, I pray that never happens, but if I ever lost both kids, then I'd, I would end my life. But then I thought, well, I actually have siblings and parents that care about me. I, I see posts online all the time from complete strangers not necessarily directing posts at me, but saying, oh, I'm glad you're still here. Giving words of encouragement. And that's essentially who I am. I'm a stranger on the internet. You know, wherever you're listening to this podcast, um, know that I love you and I care about you and I am glad you are still here. And I hope that if for no one else, if for no other reason, you stay for me. Please. I thought about my siblings. You know, my I have a brother who is on my mom's side who you know I I think about a lot. 
I, I think about all my siblings, but my my one of my brothers on my mom's side, I in my opinion, is not like the most emotional guy, you know. Like it, he he has emotions. Obviously, he you know he he can get emotional, but he tends to kind of keep like a stoic, straight face, kind of you know, like he can laugh and smile, and I've seen him laugh and smile, and I and I know he's crying, you know. But I I don't know. I I think about him, and I think about my sister who, you know, on my mom's side, and I I think about. You know, she's, she is, is still here. She is, you know, she's got, she's got her friends and she's got her family and she's, she's got so much going on. She, you know, her and, 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 and my brother, you know, they've got, bright, bright futures ahead of them, and, and they, you know, uh, they still care about me, um, my other brother on my dad's side, the one who is alive, he still cares about me, and my other brother who passed, he cared about me, I heard. He wanted to reconnect. And I think about all these people. I think about my parents. I, And I could go on forever. But I think about... When I was younger, I essentially abandoned two of my brothers. And I was not a very good brother to, to any of my siblings, really. I, I was... I was the farthest thing from a brother. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I am not deserving of their love at all. But they're still there for me. They still care about me. When I went to New York, it, it was an emotional trip because initially when we had planned it, it was supposed to be my wife and I and, and, and my grandmother but when the marriage fell apart, when I got divorced, uh, it it became my grandmother, myself, and my brother on my mom's side. And uh, I was appreciative, but I think I wasn't in a good frame of mind. Um... I found that my brother was asking if I was okay, um, if I needed a rest, because there was a lot of walking. I'm not the most in-shape guy ever. Um, and I, I think about how my brothers, uh, my sister, they, they've gotten me gifts for my birthday or for Father's Day or whatever. And I, I think about my brother on my dad's side who's still... Uh, wants to hang out with me occasionally and and you know uh I mean yeah he's he's kind of at that stage where he's more into his friends which I totally get but uh he still he still cares about me when my brother died 
one of my brothers died. Uh, that was the first time I had seen anybody on my dad's side uh, or or stepmom's side, you know, uh, since I had since I was eighteen, you know, I had essentially abandoned everyone, and uh, that was the first time I had seen him in a while. And he he wasn't cold or distant, you know. He he could have been, but he just he gave me a hug. He came right up to me, gave me a hug. That whole family welcomed me back with open arms. And I and I was thinking about all the people that I have to live for. I have my kids. I have my siblings. I have my parents. My extended families. I have all these people that care about me when I've done very little to earn that. And um, and so when I saw this post, I knew that I had to make this episode. Because not everyone is as fortunate as I am in regards to the love that is out there you know, for me, the support that I've been able to receive. If you... If you... If you don't have any of that, please reach out to me. Email me. You know? Email me. Borderline dad at yahoo.com. Now, I am not an expert, but I am someone who is sitting here today and telling you that you are not alone, no matter how alone you may feel. I promise you, I will always be here to listen. If you're having serious suicidal thoughts, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 1 800. 273-8255. Again, I am no expert. I am just some guy on the internet telling you that you're not alone. Telling you that you are loved. That I care about you. Even though I don't know you, I care about you. And, And if you're listening to this and you have kids and you are struggling, really really think about what I've talked about in this post. Um, Try to find the link on Facebook. And it, let's see, it is, what's the page? It's suicide awareness slash prevention. It's, It's got like a red logo with like a black handprint and... It's a post that they just shared today. It was a memory of, of something that they did two years ago. And uh, if you have kids and you're listening to this, look at a picture of your own kids. Picture them smiling, laughing, giggling. And picture how heartbroken they would be without you. My daughter uh, 
had a bit of a temperature today. And we spent the entire day cuddling. I got to hold her like I haven't held her since she was a baby. And uh, she she does this funny thing. Well, she'll be asked. She'll ask to be tickled, and I love it. Uh, another thing I think about is not long after Chester Bennington, the you know the the lead singer of uh, of Lincoln Park. Uh, not long after he passed, his wife posted a video of him and his son playing Bean Boozled, the game with the really nasty jelly beans, you know, you can get a good one, like pear flavored or peach flavored, or you can get like booger flavored, you know. Like, eight hours, I think she said. Or not eight hours, what was it? It was it was literally, like, the day before he killed himself. And I saw that video, and I saw Chester Bennington laugh and smile. And I, and I saw the son laughing and smiling and the wife giggling. And, and I just think about how happy they all seemed at that moment. But no one could have known what was going on inside Chester's head. Think about what I talked about in this podcast. I'm starting to ramble, but think about what I talked about. Reach out to me if you want, but please know that I'm not a professional in any way, and I'll never pretend to be. Like I said before, the National Suicide Hotline the National uh, Suicide Prevention Lifeline in the U.S., where I am, is 1-800-273-8255. If you're in another country, you know, look up what the number is where you are and and call it. (laughs) You know, there's no shame in that. Um, I'm going to stop rambling now. I love you guys. You're not alone. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. And uh, I'll see you all guys later.